Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Media Men Podcast. This is the podcast where we review old movies or uh, that you have not seen in a while or you just have not seen in general. I'm your co-host, Ben, and I'm joined with my other co-host, Grant. And today we have a special guest. Uh, why don't our special guest introduce themselves? Oh, okay. Uh, hi. <laughs> I'm Chase. <laughs> hi, Chase. Happy, so happy to have you on here. Yeah, thanks. It, big fan, longtime fan of the podcast. <laughs> As you awesome. should be. In here since day one. Let's go, day one. There, everyone else is missing out. Chase knows what's up. That's yeah. Minecraft, buddy. <laughs> the biggest reason we have Chase on here: one, she's a she's a loyal listener; two, she also recommended the movie for this week, mm-hmm. which is Spy Kids Two. That's not the full title, Ben. S- Spy Kids oh. Two: The Lost Island. I don't know. Island wow. of Dreams. I didn't pay attention. Island of Lost Dreams. There you go. See, Chase is a true. <laughs> true fan of this movie. You want to know how often I watch Spy Kids? I, I watch it like I watch Spy Kids like once every ten years, oh, and that's a singular movie. Yeah, I mean, I do that, but I do that with Spy Kids three because that one's kind of my favorite. Yeah, because it's video games. Duh. <laughs> Isn't Elijah Wood in it? He's kind of like the fake villain. No, yeah, he's the guy. He's the yeah. guy. But then he like dies immediately in that movie. Spoiler, but I don't care. That movie's been out for freaking forever. It's almost 20 years old. That movie's almost a classic. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's as old as I am. What? I think so. That that movie movie would at least be in college right now. (laughs) Jeez. I think that movie came out in uh, 2005, if I'm right. Oh, no, that came out 2003. That movie is almost 20 years old. Damn. Golly gee. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but anyways, we're talking about Spy Kids 2. So let's get into this promotional uh, material from the back of the DVD box. Here we go. The coolest Spy Kids anywhere are back for a huge new adventure. This time, Carmen and Junie are on a mission to recover a device that threatens the entire world. They enlist the skills of mom and dad and even their spy grandparents in this thrilling show of family teamwork. With even more cool gadgets, imaginative creatures, and awesome special effects. It's a nonstop high-tech adventure for everyone. Yeah, I didn't really... understand how the thing was supposed to blow up the world or something it's basically it's basically destroys all wi-fi and internet service <laughs> or like, no! oh no. no oh no you didn't get that then not the wi-fi they couldn't use they couldn't use any of their tech i'm honestly surprised that's well, not been about a major plot in recent films like yes the internet is down for everyone well there was that one tv show uh oh what was that show called it was like powerless or something where like all of earth's like electricity went away uh, yeah i don't remember i remember yeah. i don't uh, remember what the name of that cyber thing. chase Ooh. cyber chase dude <laughs> hacker the hacker yeah. christopher, <laughs> christopher lloyd trying to take down motherboard either that one or code lyoko it would be more like see, see, there's things there's things about the internet going down. Kotlyoko is more like uh, is more like, more like Skynet. Yeah, like more Terminator. like take over the world with it. I to be honest, I feel like I would enjoy a show more specifically about like the internet going down, where it's just the internet, and so everyone has to go back to like rotary phones and like <laughs> talking to people and being like like being very intentional about meeting up. So it's like yeah, we should hang out. Okay, well, yeah, uh, October 23rd at 2 looks good on my calendar. Ace, you want us to be cavemen and women? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, Chase, stop being so absurd. Gosh, you're scaring. You might scare some people. 
Sorry. I wow. guarantee you the five-year-olds listening to this right now are terrified. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, like, you see kids, like, nowadays, just, like, on their, like, when I was at work, yeah, I just see kids just on the phone. I can tell you, when I was a kid, my grandmother handed me a coloring book when we went into a store and said, here, color. I didn't get to watch Mr. Beast, like, all Grant, freaking day. The, the statement you just gave is the equivalent of, back in my day, we would have to walk to school. <laughs> and walk. Yeah. I had to walk to school uphill both ways. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grant's going to be the one telling his grandkids, yeah, I had to actually had walk to my book. phone to use it. I had to I had to walk walk twenty feet to go to my phone to use the landline. Hell yeah! No, we didn't have our phones plugged into our eyeball so- sockets or whatever else they're gonna do. Oh dear lord! I hope that's not our future. Hey, you saw you saw that Futurama episode? No, I mean even that uh that uh Black Mirror episode. Wasn't there a Black Mirror episode about that? I don't mess with Black Mirror. With eyeballs and oh shoot, you're talking about the episode where it's a mom secret. Wait, can I spoil or should I just give the general plot? Yeah, I mean Black Mirror is kind of old by now. I think you're okay. So you're talking about the episode where it's they a mom basically puts this kind of chip in her kid where her eyes basically act as recording cameras so the mom can see everything the daughter sees. Is that or my? No, I was thinking more. I thought there was wasn't there one where like. Like, while you were, like, dreaming and stuff, they would put, like, commercials, like, in the middle of your dreams and stuff, or, like, wasn't there, like, a techie one? I thought there was, like, a super techie one. There's one where it's, like, everyone in society lives in these one-room bedrooms, and they literally, all they do is they wake up and go onto treadmills, and, like, it's all virtually simulated, and when they go to their rooms, they have an ad play, like, every 10 minutes, and they can only skip it if they have a certain number of points from work that day and you oh, know the, certain amount of time yeah that's what i'm so thinking if of. you're out of credits you're gonna be up all night with ads for like i think it was like porn shows and like american idol and it's literally for the three shows that are only in existence there's no more than three shows and one of them's a porn site <laughs> <laughs> of course porn of course it survives the collapse of society like that it sounds like a modern day matrix <laughs> at least in the matrix you aren't aware that you're in the matrix you can have some kind of normalcy if as long as you don't wake up unless you're neo and dope as hell yeah <laughs> all right Why? let's get into some of these fun facts because a couple of these are kind of interesting i thought so fun fact do number it. one do it junie's full name is junie rocket racer rebel cortez Rocket Rocket Rodriguez, Racer Rodriguez, and Rebel Rodriguez are the names of Robert Rodriguez's three sons. He's the director. Oh my of the gosh. For real? I feel bad for those kids. Why? <laughs> who would name their kid Rocket? Who names their kid Racer? <laughs> who names their kid either? <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> and they all they, they all are RR. <laughs> Yeah, why? You have like a personal movie rating for your children or something? <laughs> it's awful. Chase, promise promise us that if you ever have kids, don't do that. Don't name them I... something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can promise I will not. I cannot say my partner will not try to suggest some uh, <laughs> that might. My... Yeah, he'll probably call. He'll probably call him like Iowa. He'll be like, yo, you're going to be Hawkeye. For like the, no, for the no, no. Oh, you know what Shane would do? You know, you know what Shane would do? He would name the kid uh, Wade Wilson Wood Wagner. So it's just three, <laughs> four Ws. I could see that, or to be honest, I could see him wanting to name a son Speed Racer after his favorite movie. <laughs> I can really want it to be no, game. No. He can be racer. He can be racer. But here's the thing: I'm okay with racer, but isn't the little brother in that show named Egg or something? Or no, Egg. No, it's not Egg. I'm thinking that's a Matt Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I haven't seen Malcolm in the Middle in forever. The I little brother. The little brother's no. name is Egg. No, so. 
Grant, I think you're right. It's Dewey, but they're in like one of the first seasons. Dewey has a friend named Egg that comes over randomly and doesn't speak a lick, and like you never no, remember him. anything like that. I remember so, him a little I, bit. I think I'd be okay with Speed as long as I don't have a child that we name Egg. <laughs> no. Speed sounds, oh my goodness. Speed sounds like it should be illegal, though. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable. I mean, to each their own, though. All right. Fun fact number two. If you look closely, it's, it's sometimes easy to spot shots where Daryl Sabara, who is Junie, is nearly as tall as his on-screen sister. Uh, there's an obvious growth spurt clearly started during production. Also, it's fun to spot how they tried to hide his increasing height with some perspective tricks. Hmm. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. And, I mean, they did a... I mean, I didn't even notice any sort of perspective tricks. But now it's one of those things where when you go back and watch it, you kind of pay attention and try to notice it. Like, I'm guessing, like, when they're doing, like, some, like, outside scenes... They might have them stand a little bit further back than she is to probably do something like that. Or she's standing on higher ground and he's on lower ground, maybe? Yes, I think there's one or two shots where they were, like, climbing up the major hills and mountains. And he was always, like, kind of behind the peak. And she would be standing on top. Ah, there you go. in one of their little tricks. All right. Fun fact number three. The sword fight with the skeletons was a direct salute to the legendary stop-motion animator Ray Harryhausen, who created the original of this for the classic Sword and Sandals movie, Jason and the Argonauts, 1963. He also created the hybrid monsters, which were clearly the inspiration for those in this film. Hmm. That's uh, so awful. Do, do you guys know that fight scene? Like that famous fight scene no but I, I i'm a little familiar with like the practice of stop motion just in terms of like that's how they would be able to achieve like monster films like early dinosaur films was through that and i know that they were like random fact they were going to use a lot more of that in jurassic park until they introduced uh 3d animation uh that same year and decided to completely switch over but oh really yeah yeah there's a whole episode on Netflix about it. Oh, is it the how they made movies or yep, whatever? Yep. So wait, so wait, did they have like that movie like almost like done and then they switched over? They got like halfway through and then their 3D animators who were told to not try and make the dinosaur in 3D because they wanted to really push the stop motion, they were like, "Fuck you. We're going to still make the 3D T-Rex <laughs> and we're going to just show it to the producer, the big boss, go like two heads over our actual bosses." And they were like, "Wow." Let's do this. And then they were given a hard look by their bosses. And then it happened. Dang. Yes. That's <laughs> my kind of boss. But here's the thing. They were worried because then at that point, like, the 3D animation was basically going to take over all stop motion. Like, it basically completely destroyed the career line. So what they did is they kept the stop motion animator on to help guide how to create T-Rex movements. Because he had basically studied that for the past two decades. Oh, okay. So he did, like, basically improv exercises to show, like, this is how the T-Rex would walk. <laughs> Just imagine walking around on stage. Roar! Yes. Roar! <laughs> <laughs> now we are all going to pretend to stampede, like, the, the velociraptor. <laughs> and they would record it to use bum, for bum, modeling. Bum, bum, bum. Clever girl. <laughs> we're playing dinosaurs. We're going to stop on <laughs> Stomp on these cars. <laughs> I think someone uh, did twist the ankle though, doing it. <laughs> no, thank you. you. You wait, real quick. You want to know who's amazing at stop motion? Who? The studio that makes Wallace and Gromit. Oh, Art. Oh. I love Wallace and Gromit. Well, you know who else is also good at doing stop motion? Uh, who's it? Tim Burton? Or uh, no, who does all that? Leica. Yeah, like stuff that like like the Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, oh, Paranorman. So, so oh, that's yeah. Chris Selleck was the one that helped really bring that bring together Nightmare Before Christmas, and then he started up Leica Studios, which is full th uh, stop motion, and he helped get Coraline and Paranorman, 
the box trolls and a couple other stop motion movies going. Yeah, yeah, Leica, bro, their movies are always fantastic. That's very true. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Your <laughs> yeah, we keep getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. All right, fun fact number four. Um, I'm just gonna kind of summarize fun fact number four because it's really long, but the girl who played Carmen. Uh, when she started going to high school, because I'm, she was obviously probably in like elementary to like middle school and maybe high school when these movies were filmed and sent out. And I guess according to like an interview she had, uh, she was like bullied like really bad in like high school because she was in the Spy Kids movies, and she was saying that like she the only backpack that she had for high school was, like, the Spy Kids backpack that they gave her on set. And so she had to bring that to school every single day. And she would just get, like, she said that she would get bullied relentlessly for it. That's so stupid. I, I would have been excited about that. Be like, hell yeah. I would have been, too. Like, you're in a movie on, on, in theaters. Like... The movies aren't anything to write home about, but at the same time, it's a freaking movie. When's the last time you met someone in a movie? Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, like, if she's going to high school, I imagine no one else is in a major motion picture that, like, brought in a couple mil in profits. Like, like yeah. seriously, how do you criticize that? That's hard stuff. Yeah, you can go take your lame backpack, and I'll take my Spy Kids backpack. And yeah, na- yeah, name right? another kid who had a Spy Kids backpack. <laughs> yeah. Nobody had a Spy Kids backpack. I had a legit one. <laughs> Mine was from the set. Mine actually has gizmos and gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> my watch still doesn't tell time. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> like I like if some like if for me, I think I would have been like if I knew somebody, like if I met somebody in high school that was like in a major motion picture like that, I'd be like, "Hey, you're from that movie." That's um, I, like I would be like so hyped for them. Like I would hype them up. I'm not gonna lie, if I met someone who was in a movie, I'd probably try and schmooze them. <laughs> Like, hey, you want you want you want me to meet some of your director friends? Like, huh? You know, I be part of your entourage. Are you trying to end to get into Spy Kids Five? <laughs> is that, is that yeah. your here? I, I I'd do it. In the last one, so yeah, I'd do it. I'd go from from Spy Kids Five to freaking Jumaji Three, something like that. Yo, that's, small, that'd be amazing. That would be start small, work big. Ben, if you ever get if you ever get famous like that, let, let me know. Hook me up, brother. If if you met me in real life, you cannot say that I don't give off Jack Black vibes. <laughs> Bro, are you gonna be Bowser? Honestly, that'd be sick. <laughs> All right. Fun fact number five, also our last fact. According to Robert Rodriguez, the theme park at the beginning of the film was originally going to be at Disneyland. But Six Flags over in Texas, oh, sorry, in Arlington, Texas, was used instead. Additionally, Carmen's line, where she says, no more rinky-dink assignments, as she tosses away the propeller beanie, was originally supposed to be no more Mickey Mouse assignments, and she was to have tossed the mouse ears off to the side. Was Disney being dingy again? (laughs) Disney being little money grubbers. I don't know, but I I was reading some other stuff where they talked about how like they actually were at like Six Flags and like they like just like CGI'd over all the rides that like when the the cowboy guy was like talking they were, they just CGI'd over all the rides. No way! I, I totally could what? not tell that the rides were CGI. <laughs> what do you mean? Those effects were so realistic. I I kind of wonder though if Disney's concern was like, let's be honest that. That entire theme park in the movie, 
not exactly up to code. That is some illegal stuff going on. Seriously, the juggler, who would allow that? How's that government, like, just <laughs> meeting government tried. regulation? I feel like that's the point where it's like, Mr. President, we need to discuss priorities about <laughs> Mr. President was in the movie, though. He was there. The president's what? daughter was but, there. But, like, I, I don't know. I feel like the theme park guy was really pushing and be like, it, it goes as fast as much as the government will allow. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, my, my, my thought is like Disney probably was like our parks are pretty recognizable even by like with just some buildings like even background buildings I wonder if they were concerned about like appearing as being unsafe even though it wouldn't be like necessarily be directly at them yeah I also wonder if it was maybe they didn't want to like this they, they wouldn't have had any sort of rights for this movie because i don't think disney has any sort of connections with this movie franchise at all so they probably didn't want to do anything because they're their own studio it's like why would we help out you yeah yeah hey so i've been thinking and um spy kids call back to um like call back to uh what what was it freaking sandworm Who's a what? Oh, tre- oh, Tremors. Tremors. Call back to Tremors. But this move, this this franchise of movies is basically basically Sharknado, but they actually try. Yes and no. <laughs> Spy Kids knows that it's bad, but they they try and they uh, kind of take themselves seriously. Yeah. They take themselves seriously. Well, but, like, the whole concept of the series isn't that, like, I want to make this seem super realistic that any good could actually be a spy. It was more like, I was reading up on this, but the director's goal was, like, he wanted to make it seem as if, like, kids had written the plot, kids had made the sh- series, kids had, like, been the actors and named everything. So, like, having the transmuka fire. Like, who... Who at, who at <laughs> the the fire? I mean, we come up with some weird names for other things, but like I feel like that tone makes it really more endearing and more interesting compared to Sharknado, where like they they definitely threw like they weren't taking themselves a hundred percent seriously, but it was just too ridiculous to not be like this is kind of. Uh... Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're talking sense. to somebody who's seen all the Sharknado movies. You for yourself or me because I've not seen a lick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, listen, I only watch them because I love watching the Deus Ex Machina okay. or just some of the stupidest things that can happen in those movies. I can appreciate that. Like, like how he, like how in the, I think it's the fourth one, he re-enters the earth inside of a shark. Like what? And he doesn't die. Dude, he was pulling Indiana Jones. What? When did Indiana Jones react to the Earth on a shark? He survived a nuclear blast in a refrigerator. <laughs> Fair. You make you make a valid point. All right. Before we get way into this movie, let's talk about how much this movie made or didn't make. So, the movie cost to make $38 million it cost them. If we do our little math that I've been doing, I double it. So it costs them about sixty. My little dance cost them about seventy-six million ish. The movie made almost one hundred and twenty million dollars. It made one hundred and nineteen point seven million dollars in theaters, which means this movie made forty-three point seven million dollars. You know what? I can accept that. Well, you can accept it. Approve. I can acknowledge that. I think that's honestly for like how we were saying earlier, like the type of movie this is, that's actually, I think that's, that's freaking really amazing. Good. Yeah. yeah. I, imagine this, this, I feel like if you tried to make this movie like today, this would be like a direct to DVD movie, direct to VHS movie. This would be one of those Netflix movies where it's like, you've never heard of it. There's no ads and it's just there for children. And it's like, it only plays because it's the next one in the movie lineup. <laughs> is that is that accurate or my over that is that is that is like perfect <laughs> honestly this movie is the type of thing you'd see in like on a saturday morning 
whenever you're watching all of the Disney Channel original movies, like Paramount yes, yes. and whatever else, like if, if maybe Infer, but all the like really crappy. No, you're Live talking like you're talking like uh like like the time jumpers where they go through time or the snowman suit you mean, or you mean Minutemen? Is that what it is? Minutemen. Minute Minute <laughs> yeah, Minutemen. The one that we are named after because that's why I thought of the name. Wait, we're named after that? Wait, we're we're similar to that because of that? I I thought of I was just like media men. We we do media stuff. And but the whole time I was thinking of the minute men. They're minute men because they do minute stuff. <laughs> well, they, they they would jump through time. Yeah. I don't know why they did it, but they did it. I haven't seen that movie in like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this movie, and we're gonna start with Chase. What'd you think of this movie when you when you watched it, or whenever you last watched it? I mean, so I probably, before 6.30 a.m. this morning when I rewatched it, I probably had not seen this movie in about 12 years. Woo! I honestly not remember the last time I saw this film. So it was, it was a nice wave of nostalgia. It, it took me a bit to remember some of the details from the first movie, and that, like, helped fill some minor gaps. But I... I just really enjoyed rewatching it all over again. Like even knowing like the graphics aren't necessarily the best and like there are some pretty awful lines and there were side plots that like made no sense to the main story. But just it was so good to just I don't know, it was just a very feel good, fun, awesome movie where you just felt like you're a kid you're a kid again, just because that movie did come out when we were kids. Chase say the line. Say the thing. Mark, say the line. Is it, is it bad that I can't remember it word for word? Oh, I know I'm letting everyone down because that is the p- only reason why I <laughs> suggested this movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll yes. say it. I'll say it. Okay. All right, say it, Ben. Let's go, Ben. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too is afraid of what he's created? <laughs> I think Steve Buscemi had like a like a uh, like a crisis, like a mental crisis. Like he was on that. He was, he was ready to go buy a new Porsche and like <laughs> not pay the child support that his wife, his ex wife, is demanding. <laughs> midlife crisis. That's what it is. He was having. A, do you think he had a midlife crisis on that movie? Yeah. He's <laughs> wearing leather je- or leather jackets. I was like, I would feel like that is the best like side project you could ever do. Like if you think about it, all of these movies have so many big names. Either that the, they were big names before getting into the movie, or like they became big afterward. Like it just seems like that would being on any of those would be such a fun project. And having a line like that just is like. Wow. <laughs> Let's be real. Antonio Banderas got famous because of this franchise. Who? Antonio Banderas. Yeah, it's the dad. He was famous way before this movie. No, he got famous because of this movie. No. For being real he here, Grant. Not. He got famous. If you, want, if, you, if you want to say he maybe got famous in America because of this movie, or then maybe, I'll let you have it. Maybe like big time famous like among general public, but I, I think maybe he, he was bigger in like certain groups. That makes sense. Yeah, he was like he was a huge because he's from Latin America. He was that I think he was like a huge guy down there. I have a feeling he did a lot of soap opera. <laughs> he does give off that vibe. He would do well. <laughs> yeah, I also found out, and I didn't even realize that he's pushing boots. I didn't even yeah, realize you that. Didn't know that. I didn't realize it. No, until I looked it up earlier today. Oh, for for a, for a minute, I was thinking that he was also. Um, Mr. A- uh, he was Gomez in the Adams family, but he was not. Oh. <laughs> no, no, he would be. He would be an excellent Gomez, but no. Ben, what do you think of this movie when you watched it again, or for the first time? Do you want me to? Do you want me to review this as an almost twenty-one-year-old adult, or as I don't care how you do it, Ben. How did you feel? How did you feel when you watched it? <laughs> I felt. I felt myself getting stupider. Every <laughs> second, I kept it up. Like, like, 
was there a certain point in the movie where you're just like, I have gone down a few IQ points this point? Like, was there some specific thing that you felt caused that? The moment whenever they zoomed in on the the evil like the evil guy's face and he's just sitting there in the in this one man helicopter going with this shit eating grin <laughs> and he's, he's going, <laughs> <laughs> It's like not even it's not even an evil lab. It's just like him really struggling to breathe. <laughs> ben, Ben, do you know who that man is though? No, and I don't like care. Act- That's Mike Judge. I don't know who. He did Beavis and Butthead, King of the Hill. Oh, um, well, that's why he's bad. <laughs> Boy, Ooh, oh. you be careful, Ben. <laughs> you can't tell me. Beavis and Butthead is bad. Just like Squidbillies is bad. Just like Team Aqua Team. I will agree with Ben. I, I've not even watched... I think I've only seen, like, minor clips of it. And I even feel like I like I would go down letter grades significantly just watching one episode of Beavis and Butthead. There's bad, and then there's bad with class. Beavis and Butthead <laughs> is bad. Family Guy <laughs> is bad with class. But then how how come there's so much Beavis and Butthead in, like, pop culture today? And they even brought the show back, I think. Because or, Americans like, are stupid. <laughs> and we crave I stupid. I crave Just because stupid. it comes I, back. <laughs> I'm Go stupid. Ahead. Like, I understand. I get it. I'm stupid, too. But it doesn't make it any less bad. Well, I guess for me, when I rewatch this movie... I think the last time I watched this movie was a long time ago. I don't even. I, I'm like. I'm like with Chase. I don't even remember the last time I watched this movie, and it just brings back to so many like memories, like what Chase was kind of saying earlier. Just memories of being a kid watching it when it originally came out. This was the first one of the Spy Kid movies I watched. I watched them in the wrong. I don't even think I've really seen the first one. Well, I think I have actually. That's the. Thumb I know people. I've seen two and three. That's the I, I know about the thumb people. Thumb thumbs. Thumbs? Thumbs. Yeah, whatever they're called. The the, uh, the the bad guy in the first movie actually becomes one of the good guys in the second. Movie. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that the the bad guy is the show, the guy who makes that show. I guess I'm starting to remember it now, but I know that I never watched the first one, so I was always confused when I was younger. But like, it just brings back to so many memories of just like watching this movie, and again, kind of like what Chase said, just the. It feels like this movie was made by a kid, and it just brings out those vibes. And at least some people who might watch this movie is like, "Yeah." <laughs> I want to sit in my pajamas and eat some sugary cereal while I watch on a Powerpuff on a Saturday Girl. morning watching this movie. Yes. Oh uh, no, Powerpuff Girls. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah, Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo Jojo. All right, Chase. What were some things you liked about this movie? Oh gosh. I, I, it was interesting trying to take, like, my more adultish mind in, like, considering the, like, more of the lines or, like, the logic behind things. Like, okay, it did concern me at one point when, like, Carmen and Junie are talking about Carmen's crush on Gary, and he asked her, like, why do you even like him? Like, he's a bad guy. And her, her immediate response is, I think I can fix him. I'm like, don't even get me started. I've been having some girl troubles. Oh, don't even, oh, don't even go there. Also, that scene when Gary put the sunglasses on and it said "bad boy" and he walked away. Carmen's like, "Ooh!" And Spy Mama was one. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's so bad. No. Awful. Don't condone this behavior. (laughs) Children, if you're listening to this and you see someone acting like this, stop them. This is wrong. (laughs) Report them to the authorities because this is cancerous. You need to have a long sit down with them and discuss why do you want to fix them? Where is the root of that? And maybe <laughs> maybe focus on healing yourself first. And really, <laughs> it's not your job to fix people. Go find LeBron James and have him say, Val, get some help. That's not LeBron James! What? 
I'm confused. I don't care That's who Michael, it is. I don't care who it is. Michael Jordan. The other okay, basketball player. Get go get freaking. Go get Howie Mandel. Have him say it. I don't care. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess Ben, what were like? What were your favorite or most concerned parts of the movie that, like, what stuck out to you? Me? Yeah. I already talked about the most concerning part of this movie. The fact that that guy was just sitting there just having problems breathing while he was looking <laughs> into the camera just with the most shit-eating grin you could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible. I hated it. Was there anything you liked, Ben? I liked the spider monkey. Oh, yeah, the spider monkey is pretty cool. The snake one was not good. Just <laughs> a lizard? Yeah, he was, he, he was mean. Those those animal crossbeads, every time I watched, like when I was watching it, it just reminded me of Avatar, Last Airbender. No, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Scr- the, the children's book Scranimals. Scranimals? You ever read that one? No. I know... No, I have not. <laughs> Dude, it's it's just got some. As a child, it's the best book. It's got animals. It's got animals like um a potatoed. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm looking at the photos in a wow. It is a wild trip. Yeah, and like an ostrich cheetah, and then there's like a radish shark, a mangorilla. Those are just a few off the top of my head. A potatoed. <laughs> yeah, dude. Goodness. Dude, that was the best book. Here, I. <laughs> oh wait. Oh, oh the book. Oh my god. It... What the hell is this? What is with that arms? What is with that? Is that a banana snake? It's a banana conda. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna chase and i will probably die of laughter i feel like i need to get this book now <laughs> i, have I it need to home. know I on have... my own time i can i can bring it to school just for you i have it at home yeah Hard bring, copy. It, bring it for halloween oh uh, ben you should dress up as a potato <laughs> actually i'm gonna dress up as the uh porcupine apple no. <laughs> Hold on, my headphones uh, just died. Oh, you sound different. Hi, Ben. I'm on speakerphone now. Ooh. <laughs> because my headphones died. Okay. <laughs> well, I back to the Spy Kids yeah. after that scrambled tangent. That was a tangent. Uh, I like that. <laughs> that was one hell of a tangent. Uh, that's my favorite tangent. Yeah, that probably is my favorite tangent, too. I... I really, I honestly really enjoyed this movie. Uh, some like one of my, I mean, just like the movie as a whole is just really good. I thought. I mean, yeah, there's plot holes here and there, but 
I really liked the like just well, okay, one of the coolest things I thought was like the magnet dudes. Like that's so creative as hell. Yeah, that's it true. Is, but like the the mag the bad magnet people, like how they had magnets on their head and they would just get plunk like in like during that big fight scene. They sucked them all up, magnetized them all up, and they just flew off like a little tentacle monster. But then they traveled like from DC to like Cuba distance while still under the ship like that. <laughs> like you can like, watch out for geese at night during your flight and like other things. I, I think, honestly, I think geeses is the least of their worries. Never Are you talking yeah, about geeses. the fourth on your junk area trying to fly that Wait, <laughs> Wait what are you talking about? <laughs> no, cut that No, off. I'm confused. Please. Nope, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> what are you talking about, Ben? They had, they had magnets for hats. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, then why are you talking about their junk? Because because you know how they were like moving around, like their head was stationary, but their bodies were like limp. Oh yeah. Imagine like being on a plane, but fully exposed on the outside, where all the elements are pushing against your body, and, and while you are dangling, like, <laughs> and you're going like great distances that way. I just, I, I, honestly, I would worry more about keeping my mouth closed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. Bugs are gross. But I, I thought, I thought that was just creative as hell. Yes, and one more cool thing that I noticed in this movie, and I started thinking about it, that movies don't do anymore, are like a post-credit scene where they just yeah. like goof around. Oh. Not the Avengers kind, where it's like, I have to stay here or else I'm going to miss major plot points in the next movie. Yeah, like, cre credits credits nowadays are just, alright, there's like two, there's two styles. Either, either it's just like, okay, movie ends, credits roll, there might be like a little gag at the end, but that's it. Or there's uh, the, like, Avengers style, Marvel style, I should say, where... If you, you stay for like important plot points for that universe or for the next film in the franchise. So so Grant, what you're talking about before the whole Avengers thing, you're talking about um like bloopers after the credits. Well well bloopers or like even like what they did in this one where they had like that whole music video for like no like they just threw it in there to throw it in there. Oh well, yeah. And like also the bloopers, like Spy Kids did it. Uh, Monsters Inc. did it. I think Toy Story did it. Uh, right. Shallow Hal. I think Shallow Hal might have done. Well, they they just had some real fun. Well, yeah, they had like pictures of them making the movie. Yeah. At the end of it, Shrek Two did it. Shrek Two had like the fairy tale idol. The first no. Shrek movie had no what? Shrek Two. Uh, no, the fairy tale idol. Fairy tale idol was an extras in the DVD. And oh well. Or the VHS. It was at the end of the VHS. Yeah, the the post credits thing for Strike Two was "Living La Vida Loca." I'm pretty sure, or it well, might I have been just during the credits. Well, I think it was "Living La Vida Loca" was like the last big song number at the end of the movie, and then I think post credits was that Donkey was feeling sad because he hadn't oh, seen yeah. his wife in a while. Yeah, and then she comes up and be like, "Hey, babe. So while you were away, I birthed." I had John I had babies. hybrids. Meet your children. And he's like, "Oh, I'm a dad now," or whatever he said. That's gross. Actually, little little side sidebar, but I, I finished watching the Shrek movie on Hulu. And I was like, "Oh, I can't wait to watch the Swamp Karaoke at the end of this movie." They don't have it on Hulu. They just they, they just end the credits and they go to the next Shrek movie. Uh huh. That sucks. Uh huh. I went that I even like fast forward through like the ending credits. It's like, all right, I want to get to the songs at the end of this, but they they don't have it. Yeah, I think that's just like a DVD exclusive, DVD VHS exclusive. I don't know. That made me sad though. I don't think I remembered seeing it in the YouTube. Uh, whenever I got it on YouTube. Oh really? They didn't even have it on the YouTube one either. Don't think so. That sucks. See, like, stuff like that. I miss, I, I sometimes miss, like, DVD exclusives that they have at the end of those. You ever seen Master of Disguise? No, Ben, oh, I have not seen your ben. favorite movie. 
It has been so long, but I've... Oh, it's so good. At the end of the movie, Dana Carvey and the little Mario man have like a little sit down and they come to terms with each other because they hate each other during the movie. But then at the end, in the post credits, they come to terms with each other and they're like, you know what? This little man is not so bad. Okay, now bye-bye. You go watch something else now. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, or like a lot of movies just don't do that anymore. And that kind of makes me sad. Like that's just like almost like an era of films that just kind of stands out by itself. Yeah, that's sort of what made home entertainment, home movie night. Yeah, I mean, I, like the most recent movie I can think of that did something like that was the Deadpool movie, the first oh, one, yeah. where, they, where, they, where they did the parody of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only movie I can think of that did something similar to what these movies did. Yeah. That's just the style. It's not. Yeah, that's, that's what's popular now. It's not It's not in anymore. It's not hip. Unfortunately. God, I was telling you, Grant, we're getting old. <laughs> I know. I was Back in my day! <laughs> I was telling Carter that earlier today. That we're getting old? Yeah, and it sucks. Dude, I'm about to be 21. That's crazy. Yeah! 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 yeah wow! Whoa. Yeah, I'm about to be 21, and I, I'm the last person in our friend group to be 21. Let's go, Ben. <laughs> Is there there's something else I wanted to say? Oh, it was back to what Chase was saying earlier about these movies, like how Robert Rodriguez like wanted this to feel like this was a movie made by kids for kids. I, I remember seeing something talking about like how this movie like robert rodriguez like made these movies like for his kids like that's what his like intentions were when he was making these movies i don't remember where i saw this but that was like his intentions were to make a movie that his kids would like enjoy and stuff like that so uh, <laughs> i was kind of curious about that because i had heard it too and i uh, I wikied uh, the director just out of curiosity, but of course we don't know how accurate it is. But um, apparently he, like before this, before this iKids series, he was making like uh, like old westerns and like really big shoot 'em ups uh, Kind of, like he's close friends with Quentin Tarantino, so they were kind of similar vein of movies where a lot of cursing, a lot of blood and guts. And he said he had talked to a friend or a fan who was like, oh my gosh, my my kid loves your movies. It's They're his favorite. And I guess the director was like, oh, cool. Well, how old's your kid? He's six. And, he was, <laughs> and I, guess, I guess Robert was just like, holy fuck, I can't be making stuff that kids are watching like this. I got to make something that's like enjoyable for kids to watch that's also appropriate. And I guess that was part of the drive. And it... I mean, it probably also fed into, like, he had his own kids at that point and was like, I, I want to make stuff that my kids can watch that feels appropriate. Because <laughs> it's like, imagine trying to be the child of Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, I can't show my kids any of my work until they're at least 18. Snakes <laughs> on a motherfucking plane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, like, I, like... Another cool thing is if you look at, like, the cast, like, he gets for these Spy Kids movies, it's ridiculous, like, how, like, how famous and popular some of these actors are, like, what kind of movies they were in prior or even into the present. And I think, and I think it was, I think I, it was something like just, he had just so many connections and he just kind of was like, hey, would you do me, like, a solid and, like, just do this film for me? And like, everyone was like... Yeah, of course. I think they just, I think he's just like a really great guy to work with. It makes sense. I believe it. Like, for example, like this movie had like Mike Judge, it had Steve Buscemi, um, it had a, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Paxton. Paxton something. Antonio Banderas. I think it was Bill Paxton or something like that. Like, Bill Paxton was in a, he, he was in a lot of movies. Even in Spy Kids 3, he had. George Clooney. He had Elijah, Steve Buscemi again. Elijah he had, Wood. He had what's his face? Elijah Wood. Sylvester Stallone. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Um, I don't know. Uh, any it's just, it's, and, and, and then Danny Trejo as well. Like he's a big actor too. Okay, so I totally thought that 
Danny Trejo had like his whole machete series and all of his like big intense actions had come out before Spy Kids. So I think I remember being a young kid and like hearing that he was like like a big criminal kind of thing character in all these previous movies. And I thought, wow, that was like a bold move to just stick him in the kids this kids film. And I didn't find out until today that I was looking through his um his acting career and this was the first time his he had ever been called machete as as an act like as a character i thought the machete title had occurred way before and his, the entire machete series is based off of his one character in spy kids is it really is it yes! please please from it. Oh, yes. that would have been amazing i would have I think he, I think they say that like the movies are actually like canon with one another or something. Like, I thought I, I thought I heard something like that where the Machete series and Spy Kids are like connected. In universe. <laughs> yeah. At least I, I think, I thought I heard that from somewhere. In the universe where Machete and Spy Kids reunite. I think it's starting to be a time where we start to wrap up this episode. So, Guess we'll finish off your chase. Any last thoughts and a rating for this movie out of ten? Um, I guess before I give my rating, I do want to really hype up the fact that this movie did such a good job in terms of like the creativity with gadgets and like scientific explanations. I really enjoyed the idea of having like the like small scale map that the miniatures of the creatures matched the geographical location of their larger counterparts on the island based on their magnetic poles towards certain directions which is like i i thought that was such a brilliant way of explaining that and like a creative concept and just like there are some definitely out there ideas for gadgets but like i'll be honest i really love the ponytail helicopter <laughs> uh, oh, they're cool um, but I think, I mean, my overall feel was that I really enjoyed watching it. I think my, this being a childhood nostalgic movie for me, I will be biased in terms of like my adulthood perspective on it. Um, so I think I, I would give it a general rating of like 7.5 on the scale. Respect, respect. All right, Ben, you go. <laughs> um, so listen, this 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 movie this was a bad movie, but, but I'm going to say I'm going to say that in terms of like their aim and their goal, they hit it to a T. It it was bad. It was made it was made to look like it was made by kids, and it did look like it was made by kids. It uh, all of the all of this the storyboard was very creative and like very childlike and stuff like that the again like chase said the the gadgets very childlike i could totally see myself coming out and drawing a girl who could fly by her pigtail but again this awful movie (laughs) awful movie i'm not trying to absolutely shit on Chase's childhood here, but like... <laughs> Too bad, you're about to! Go, go for it's it, okay. go for it. Just it's okay. The I, I have my own movies that are absolutely terrible that I will stand by through and through. <laughs> and that is... That's all I have to say about that. What's your rating, Ben? Oh. Um, a five. Damn. Okay. Well, I mean... Middle of the road, yeah. Considering numbers wise, yeah, it's not poor, but it's not great. I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm probably not gonna watch this movie for another ten years. <laughs> what about number three? Would you at least watch number three? I'll I'll give number three a good seven years before I watch it again. <laughs> hey, hey, that's three years. That's a three hundred sixty-five days times three saved for that movie. <laughs> um, that's like. Uh, like 10 uh, 11,000 some maybe sure (laughs) some days it's a lot of days all right i guess for me i'm 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 honestly leaning more towards chase with this one like it's it's a fantastic movie for like what it is when it came out what its goal was 
The gadgets and the settings I thought were fantastic. The the two kid actors were great. I thought they I thought actually honestly everybody did a good job in this movie. I didn't other I mean I guess probably my least favorite guy was the the guy who gives them the sub, Uncle Whatever, who's not their uncle. I didn't really Machete. like him. No, not Machete. The other oh, no, guy. No, no, no. Cheech of Cheech and Chong. It's, oh it's yeah, Cheech, a... Cheech and Chong is in there. That's amazing. <laughs> Does your score increase slightly because we're in our habit? Grant, hey, Grant, can we watch Cheech and Chong next? <laughs> Ooh, we should. Well, put it on the list. <laughs> And then, but just like the creativity behind everything, the mixture of monsters, again, like what Chase was saying about like how, like that map, how like it, it would show where the big monsters were with the little ones. And, and then like, this is like such a movie that was made back in the 2000s, early 2000s that wouldn't be made again, unless it would like be like a, here's a Netflix or Hulu special just for kids. Or a direct-to-DVD movie you'd find in a $5 dump bin at, like, Walmart. I'd pick it up. <laughs> it's worth five bucks. But I would give this movie probably a 6.5. Okay. 6.8. No, I'll go 6.8. That's fair. Yes. Shit on the movie. <laughs> Shit on it harder. So our, oh. our average for this movie is a 6.43. So better than your chicken run rating, at least. Well, uh, Caleb tanked that one. <laughs> ben wasn't there for that one. Ben wasn't there to save that one. <laughs> I like chicken run a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I did Wallace and Gromit Company. Yes. Ardman. The company's Ardman. I don't care whose name. Oh, okay. I just care that it is. <laughs> Well, I just care it exists. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Ben, before we go out, do you want to give us a Hot Wheel of the Week? Hot Wheel of the Week. Um, I got to get up. Wow, he's not even ready. I was sitting down. God. Why are you sitting down? I was sitting down in my comfy chair. On, he was focused on hearing the tune well, too, which was fantastic. I hope we can hear it again. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Today, today we got a Porsche 918 Spider. Oh, it's a convertible. It's nice and nice and Ben 10 green. Got to stay on on brand, you know. It's got like some some racing stripes on the side, like the doors and stuff. It's got a little, nice nice little tinted windshield, which serves no purpose because it's a convertible. And then it's got like cool little decals on the front. It, um, it looks like the uh, lights are decal or like stickers, so that's not very promising. I just now opened this, and Max, if you're listening, yes, I did open it, and yes, it, I hope it does trigger you. <laughs> so I'd, I'd sit in this car. I can't wait to see that car, Ben. It sounds like a great car. All right, and before we finally go, Chase, since you're our guest... Pick our movie for next week. Give me a number one through ten. Oh man. Pick number three, my lord. Pick number three. <laughs> uh, number three. Now, are are you actually picking yes. three or what? Oh, the guy was holding up with yes. the number two. I can't, I can't not complete the Shrek quote. Come on. I'm I'm just glad that you understood it and just and, and didn't just roll with it for the sake of rolling with it. <laughs> All right. Oh, I got it. Okay, Ben, I think you would be better. I think you would be better to give a hint. Let me text you in the Discord. Yeah, I'll I'll text you in the Discord, and then you can give the hint. Ah, yes. You see, it's got a guy that doesn't matter, got Shaggy, and it's got uh, Chris from Family Guy. Uh, uh, He is also known for creating Robot Chicken. So is that your hint? Yes, it's got three men, and they're stuck. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's a good hint. Yeah, All right. Ben, do you want? Oh, okay. All right, Ben, do you want to take us out? I hope you like listening to this podcast. We'll be back next week. Maybe we won't, though. I'm kind of busy, but I'll try to make time for you. I love you. Yeah, this was the Media Man Podcast. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe on our YouTube channel that we don't have yet. 
Thank, thank you, Chase, for being on. We appreciate it. I was so getting much. there. <laughs> yeah, let my bridesmaid talk, man. God. Oh shit! Oh shit! My bad. Yeah. I forgot. I'll, I'll, my bad. I'll use my Fonz's ass on you. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Chase, for joining us for this fabulous episode. This is the peak of my life. I apologize. Don't tell my husband. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're listening for some random reason, I love you. <laughs> We're not gonna. Shane, I apologize to you too for what you said. <laughs> <laughs>